Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Ellery. And this is a special bonus episode of the Girls Gotta Read podcast. This week we are going to be discussing some of the scientists that we have had in some of our books lately. Um, We're going to be discussing Dr. Volka from Tender as the Flesh, um, Dr. Gall from the Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes, um, Jason from Dark Matter, and Sienna from Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about each of them individually, and then we'll compare them and then talk about each of their motivations. Just to warn you now, before we get too much into this episode, we are going to be doing heavy spoilers on the following books. Tender is the Flesh, uh, The Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes, wrath and dark matter we have covered all four of those books in separate episodes where we dive deep into the content of them and talk about them in their own episodes and if you haven't listened to those go check them out but it's your warning now that we're going to spoil things and if you don't want us to stop listening (laughs) and then come back and listen later yeah you could also just listen to our episodes we we talk about all these scientists in our episodes too yeah Absolutely. But let's get started. So Dr. Volka in Tender is the Flesh. I'm going to start with her just because she was the furthest in the back. Like, she's the oldest doctor. Yeah, when did we read that? June. Okay. I think. Yeah. So she was called Dr. My mom said I said it wrong. So I think it's Mengala. Okay. She was called Dr. Mengala, who is a doctor from Auschwitz in the Holocaust who would do, like, experiments on humans and he was like known for his twin experiments where he would like hurt one to see if the other would feel it and you know other demented things like that they called him the angel of death yes so dr volka in her lab would have people that had like their chest cavities open so you could see inside that she would have people that were exposed to nicotine all day i remember that was something that they were doing yeah as a slight side tender as the flesh is the book where animals animals have contracted a virus that makes their meat consumption that would be deadly to humans. So humans are then bred for meat consumption. It's a dystopian novel. <laughs> um, but that's what the book's about. Sorry. Yes. That was my side note. Uh, so with that, in this world where cannibalism is cool, um, she, has, she has now become, like, loved as a doctor and people love her now and she's no longer seen as this like evil mad scientist and i think that she is personally fueled by cruelty and wanting to see where she can push humans like push the body to do all these things and maybe some curiosity to see like but not in like a curiosity in like a fun way but curiosity in like an evil way Mm -hmm. of like what can i do to these people yeah 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 the i think what we just have identified in these books that we've read which is dystopian fantasy and two science fiction books that there's this like this character of like a mad scientist or an evil scientist that has been so heavily featured like across books and across movies but it's interesting to compare and contrast them um, especially following our January episodes where we talked a lot about ethics and science 
So that's why we're kind of diving into this discussion uh, to kind of look at each one. I think your observations um, of Dr. You said... Volka. Volka. That's Uh, her real name. Her nickname was Dr. Mengele. Mengele, right. So Dr. Volka, I think your observations are like spot on. Honestly, it's the tender as the flesh world was such a lawless land. Yes. And it's hard to apply our ethics and our morals in a discussion on her because it's it's like looking at the Holocaust. It's unimaginable cruelty in a time of crimes against humanity. Right. But what I think she's the perfect counter for is Dr. Gall. I agree. Yeah. Because their labs were so similar with the different, like, creatures in different states of pain and disarray. I mean, let's be honest. Let's take, I said fantasy, but I think it is actually more dystopian. For that one? The Hunger Games world. Yeah, I would say it's dystopian too. Fantasy and dystopian are so similar in a lot of ways, like with the world building and you know, all, all that entails there, that they are very similar. I would say that Dr. Volka is not ethical because in Marcos in the book questions, like, why aren't you finding a cure? Why aren't you trying to find a cure? Well, and what's, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but what started as a push to discover the cures for human ailments just came down to like tinkering with human life. Tinkering is so accurate. Because that's doing it because she can. Yes, and that's what Doctor Gall does too, like just tinkering with like creatures and like. Yeah, Doctor Gall of of ballads and songbirds and snakes, we see modifying animals, um, and you know that is definitely reflected later when we see all of the terrible things that are done in the original trilogy of the Hunger Games. Um, But there's so much modification that happens, and it's just purely for like like evil diabolical yeah reasons yeah because she also dr gall also does you know she creates creatures for war too with like the jabber jays and then the snakes and songbirds and snakes and then later on they have like in the hunger games books they have the the mutations um which are like those dog yeah. thingies wolves. with the with like, the eyes. Yeah, with the eyes. From the victors. Mm-hmm. So there's, which that wouldn't be Dr. Gall anymore, but it's like a Dr. Gall. She paved the way. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, so I I would consider Dr. Gall unethical as well. However, her motivations are different. Mm-hmm. I think her she is also motivated by cruelty, but I think she's also motivated, she's Department of War. So I think she's also looking to, like, you know, stay in power. And have be victorious over the districts, which I think is slightly different than Dr. Volka. Because I don't think Dr. Volka is doing things out of a need for power. Right. Because I don't think, I don't see her growing as a Well, no, like she, a already, she already has the power. Yeah. You know? But Dr. Gall, she is like the puppeteer behind, like snow and the president at the the games the games like she's got all of that and she wants to keep it right so she orchestrates the games to keep the power and then her lab is just her little fun tinker zone where she gets to like make creatures that are no longer recognizable of what they were Mm -hmm. um yeah i think you're right yeah so i would say she's also cruel and unethical but more motivated by power 
and a need for control over the districts. Yeah. So I know we're going to disagree on, do you want to talk about Sienna next? Sure. I know that we're going to disagree about this one because during the episode we did. Yeah. So So Sienna, who is from the book Wrath, where it looks into animal modification, pet modification. That's a great book. And if you guys haven't read it, you really, really should. We both gave it five stars. Yeah, we did. Um, that was our January read. Yes, it the was. The episode just came out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it did. Um, Sienna was the doctor in charge of the gene modifications. Of the pet rat, Sammy, mm-hmm. um, to make him cuter, friendlier. Yeah, just a better pet. A better pet. Um, she is also She's motivated by biological uplift, and she also has... Well, let me explain biological uplift. It's the idea that if we are growing as humans and becoming better as people like better as in like more advanced advanced yes that we have a responsibility to uplift everything as well every every other structure in biology including animals yes i think sienna is a very lost person i think she's struggling with her fertility um her infertility her in yes her infertility and her alcoholism and i think she is pushed to the brink by noah and I don't think that she would have done what we saw in Wrath without Noah or any one of those other factors. Mm-hmm. I think that if you took out her alcoholism or her infertility, I think that we would have seen something different. Because I think, like, you know, how it said, like, with her infertility treatment, she was, like, pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And she does the same thing with her rats. Like, she just can't stop. She's, like, driven bonkers. By yeah. a need to succeed. Yeah. When I was thinking about her, because I knew we would disagree um, on, like, the ethical aspect. Um, because I still do feel the, the same way that I did back when I read it, which is that I don't um, I don't love her motivations. Yeah, I'm um, not sure that she's completely evil or good. I don't think that Sienna is necessarily good either. She also had, you know, she should have picked her head up out of the sand. But doctors yeah. and, like, genius scientists, because I don't mean doctor as in medical doctor. I mean, like, science doctor. Sci- scientist yeah. doctor. They don't often have that. Yeah, I think this, it's the, the what scares me is the biological uplift yeah. The idea that we need to, like, raise up animals because we're advancing as humans. It's it's just immoral and wrong. You know, that's um, how I feel about it. Um, animals are going to involve, you know, they're going to evolve on their own terms within their own scopes, within their own worlds. And any human consciousness instilled on animals is, you know, is just... I just don't think it's right. My, and, we, and we both agree on the yeah. imposing She's human definitely thought. not the worst amongst this group. No, but you know? she's definitely not the best. <laughs> and I guess the thing is that we also talked about was the line. Yeah. When it comes to Dr. Volka and Dr. Gall. They're long past. Their line doesn't even exist in the world because there there like is no ethical track. Right, because in the Hunger Games, you've got, you know, kids being put, you know, killing each other to death 
um, to prevent, like, war breaking out. And then in Tenders the Flesh, you have literally human meat consumption. So they're both dystopian novels. But in books like Dark Matter and Wrath, which are more like science fiction, those worlds are easy. They're easy to they're easy to thrust our ethics on those worlds, you know, yes. even though they're works of fiction. Um, my issue for Sienna was I never saw her waver. I never saw her once question the fragility of what she was tempering with or whether or not she should be doing it. Unlike the other characters in the book in Wrath who kind of knew what they were doing was wrong why are they modify? You know why edit things? Even like the general, uh, yeah. you remember the general that yeah. was like who secretly funded the whole mm-hmm. rat modification thing. That general was so unethical. You know, like they were so magnetized on that. Sienna, to me, I guess I just read her. I definitely think that you're right. Her infertility, her alcoholism. Um, the things she couldn't escape in her past. I also think that she was so fueled by trying to figure it out and trying to solve the problem of the folding brains that she wasn't going to stop until she figured it out. Yeah. And I think that people are, you know, sometimes guilty of until I succeed, I'm not giving up. The one sliver that she has going for her is how her story ends. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to give anything away in case we've convinced you to read the book because it really is it's it was the best it's it was i'm sorry i don't know why i can't talk it was five stars for both of us yeah we really really liked it um we have absolutely no idea why it's not more popular because um we both thought it was so well written and really creative um but the way her story ends does give me like a fraction of you know hope for her character i think that if she would have had you know a partner in her corner or a friend in her corner other than that father figure, the rat catcher. Right. Because he's purely a father figure to her. Like, he's not that involved in her life. Right. I just think it's her and Noah. Yes. And, and he's pushing and... her against the wall and saying, figure it out. <laughs> right. That's true. Well, now let's pivot and talk about Jason Dessen. So I, I mean. Jason Dessen's from Dark Matter, by the way. He's the scientist in that book. I think he's the least evil of the four. Damn, really? Yeah, you do? You don't think so? Um, that's not how I ranked them. Uh-huh. My my ranking from least evil to most evil is Sienna, Jason, Gaul, Volca. Okay. And right. you did Jason, Sienna? Yeah. Gaul, Volca? Yeah. Yeah. Volca. Volca. Um, so Jason, for me, I think that his motivations well let's 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 talk about him so he invents the box does it have a name other than that no, no. i okay. don't think so it's this like multi-dimensional um basically entrance so once you go inside the box you take some medicine and then you can go to all these different worlds yeah you can you can travel the multiverse yes and he discovers that there's a jason out there that has a family and is happy Right. And he decides to steal his life. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, we told you there would be spoilers. Yeah. Um, well, but that's, that happens, like, right away. I can't remember. It's like the, it's like the, the, there's a thing, you know, now, now I'm, 
just sounding unintelligent but like he pursues dark matter and he's trying to like discover this thing the jason Dessen that we meet is like a college professor and he gets abducted and drugged and when he wakes up he has swapped lives with a different version of himself who is this really famous scientist who has in his world the really famous scientist world pushed his research forward did not become a professor did not have a child did not have did not get married but rather pushed the research forward and discovered how to travel the multiverse um what unravels in that story another five star read by the way is just absolute utter unadulterated chaos yeah and because you once you've tampered with the multiverse it's not you know i always think about that part of marvel the Marvel movie Endgame where they're like, it's not like hot tub time machine. You can't just go back and forth in yeah. time because you're just branching off new realities. That is the chaos that ensues. That book is really good, by the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, his motivation, Jason's motivation is 100% purely selfish. I agree, but I think that that's why I, I make him less evil because I think that he wasn't trying to mess up everyone else's life. I think he was just trying to get himself to have a better life. I know, but that's so interesting because Sienna is... Sienna's actions had larger consequences. Let me ask you, though. Is it because she messed with animals? Because you're such an animal person. Um, and that's not me cheapening the discussion. I think it's valid. I am such an animal person. However, her actions did have larger consequences for the human population as a whole, especially of New York City. Like, it led to, like, Armageddon, Ratageddon. <laughs> what did we call it? Ratpocalypse? Ratpocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, I mean, okay. So it did, so you'd, so not really fueling your answer. You just think on a whole her actions were less devious no i more devious I'm more sorry. devious more yeah devious. i think hers i think hers are more devious just because of the consequences that ensued there i think jason's jason Dessen, jason number twos um his consequences like i don't think he was looking at what's going to happen negatively i think he was just looking for a family and love yeah, I mean, I've thought a lot of, I thought, I have thought a lot about dark matter. Well, because, like, imagine, like, looking in through this window, and you see you with your husband and a child. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and you're like, all I have is my work. And you're like, I want that. And you have the ability to make that happen. I'm not sure most people would turn that away. Yeah, but this is what I think would happen, though, because... They each went into the box. Every person that went into the box, including the original creator, Jason, the first Jason, you know, I don't know what we're calling him, but the OG Jason Dessen went into the box with how many ampules of that drug? Like 30, right? I think it was, I think they each had 50. I think they had like they had each a set amount. Yeah. So there wasn't infinite chances. chances. So can you imagine a world because this is what I kind of thought happened that the Jason in the box for the first time takes the drug and starts exploring 
seeing the different realities, the different multiverses, trying to figure out what he's created. And somewhere along the way, I feel like he realizes I can't get back to my life. I have no, I, I have no idea how. So then he's like, I don't know that he totally went into the box. Like I'm a lonely man and I want a wife, <laughs> you know, I want to go find the happiest version of myself and steal that life. I don't think that's what he was thinking either. I think once he saw it, he was like, Damn. he was like, yeah, I can't, I can't let it yeah, go. Yeah, He was like coveting it. Right. And he wanted it for himself. I think though, in terms of like fucking up the world, you've got, you and I can live through yeah. rat apocalypse. If all of a sudden there's like 30 of the same dude running around because people mess with the multiverse. I don't think he intended for that to happen, though. No, no. But so and and that's, I guess, what my thing is, though, is that I don't think Sienna intended for it to happen either. So I guess it's just like, you know what it is? What what is worse? (laughs) What we're doing is you're ranking, and I think both are valid, you're ranking your evilness based off of intention. Yeah. And I'm ranking the evilness based off of outcome. I am such an... <coughs> <coughs> we're both terribly sick, by yes, the way. Ill, Not terribly sorry. sick, but we're both recovering. Yes. Um, I am such an intention person. I think intentions matter. Um, because if you do a good deed, but if it's motivated out of... Like, okay, let's say on TikTok, somebody wants to donate money to a homeless person for views <laughs> and they record it and that whole thing. Is that necessarily a good deed? Yes, but it's less of a good deed because your intentions were to profit off of that act. I agree. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. It. I think that she was trying to, you know, figure it out and, you know. Noah had his intentions there with making money. And Jason just wanted love in a wife. Mm-hmm. Now, go back to your own realm, though. You're a, you're a successful scientist. You can find a wife. <laughs> I, I definitely see what you're saying. And I agree. Intentions definitely matter. Um, I, I don't know why. I just get fixated on, like, because the intentions are where we got into trouble in the first place. The intention to create a better pet. The intention to push my discovery as far as I could. The intention to make the games the worst. The intention to solve, like, human disease and struggle, right? All those intentions can be looked at. And they definitely matter. But I'm I'm too, I'm I'm hung up. (laughs) I knew we would disagree about Sienna, but I'm surprised that our orders are flipped. We are so close. I think we're right close there. Like, you and I are basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear from listeners, though, if you have read all four of these books or any of the books that we're talking about. If you have anything to add to our discussion, we would love to hear it. Yeah. I went through my head trying to think of any other books I've read with, like, a terrible doctor or a terrible scientist. Have you thought of any? Um, really? The four that we've done are, like, what I think of. I know. I really haven't read too much. I couldn't think of many, but as I'm, one of my big pushes this year is to try to read more science fiction. Um, so, and hopefully maybe some more fantasy, too, or dystopian books. Um, so we'll have to keep you guys posted. We, we both love uh, an evil scientist. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And we both also come at it from such different places, I think, ethically, you, from a healthcare perspective, uh-huh. of do no harm. Yeah. And I 
I am in the science field mm-hmm. of like you, know, you work in a lab. Yeah, I work in a lab. Like, I mean, I work in a healthcare lab, but it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it just is. So yeah, definitely. I think this was a intriguing discussion. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. Um, we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming with the next episode that'll drop based off of our February books. Yeah. Thanks as always for listening and make sure you reach out. We are reading the suggestions that you're sending us. So send us more. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that in the next couple months we'll cover Britney Spears' memoir. We had that as a suggestion. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I think I'm definitely going to re- listen to the audiobook. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. That's a good one. I have an Audible credit right now. So. Oh, well, I'm waiting. I'm trying to figure out if I want to use that for the new Crescent City book. Oh, my God. Or if I want to get that. But I really love the narrator for the audiobooks of that. So I think that I do want to listen to it on the audiobook. Yeah. And own the book. But decisions, decisions. Decisions, decisions, <laughs> as always. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.